Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. I am your host today, and I'm going to be talking to one of my favorite people from our Discord community. One of the goals for this fifth year of the podcast is to show you the people in our community that make it such a great place to hang out, to uh, hop on for community calls, to join our trivia nights, to join our watch parties when we watch movies together from a distance, all those things that happen within our community that I think really just make it a very special place on the internet. And to me, honestly, my favorite place, I've said that before. I'll say it again. I I find myself spending more time in the discord and with this group of people than I do with traditional social media at this point. So this person that I'm about to introduce you to, you might know, uh, you should know he's a great individual. He's one of the people that helps make the community just an incredible place. And he does some amazing custom sneakers and does some amazing restorations. Today I get to sit down and talk with my friend, Mario, AKA Mario restores, you're going to learn a lot about the restoration game, about the customization game, and uh, you're going to hear about some interesting stuff that he's got in the works that I'm super excited to hear about. And I've even got some kicks that are headed his way. So we'll get to talk about that, too. So I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, what a What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. I got my guy Mario Restores with me. You know him if you've been in the Discord. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like you're probably as active in the Discord as all of us hosts combined. Like, I feel like between, like, the morning motivation and, like, all the people you've done customs for, all the cleanings you've done, trivia nights, all that community calls, like, people probably know your face in the Discord just as much as they do everybody else on the podcast. So this is just kind of, like, long overdue. We've talked about, I I swear, I text Mario probably, I don't know, we probably text, like, once a week, once every couple of weeks, and... I feel like we have this conversation about getting you on the, on the podcast in some way, like a thousand times. And I know you've been on certain parts and we've done a lot of stuff and you've been on a couple of times for other things, but like, this is like the first kind of like time I'm getting to just flip the camera on, flip the mic on and talk to you. So welcome to the show. If you, if you don't know who Mario is one, you need to get in the discord. It'll be the first link wherever you're listening or watching this. And two Mario restores, you know, like you, you, you've got like, I mean, prideful moment for me, you were, you were 
you know, talking about Kings Jordan one customs on local good day, Sacramento. Like, I don't know if you can get more famous, like just don't forget, like, you know, like <laughs> your friends when you're, you know, up there on the top in, in those, like what are those suites that you get to watch the games from in the future? Cause I'm sure you'll be up there pretty soon. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> How you doing, man? Yeah, no, nah, that, that was awesome. I'm, I'm doing great, man. Just been busy. It, it's been busy since doing that segment. It's businesses. Nice. Up. That's good to hear. Yeah, man. It's been a little crazy. We've been, yeah. we've been off for actually, this is the longest break I've taken from podcasting in probably yeah. like six years or so. And, uh, not even that it was that long. It's, you know, basically a month or so, a month, month, give or take a week. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, we're going to, get back into the, the, the regular episodes again, but we just need to, I just personally needed some time to like disconnect a little bit, recharge, yeah, get with, right? get with family, yeah. see some folks, you know, build back up and, and uh, come at it strong again. So I figured no better way to do that than to have you on as, you know, one of the, the mainstays in the community. So um, just wanted to see what you're working on. You know, like I, I'm sure like a lot of people probably saw, the Jordan one custom, but just for those that, that maybe are, are just t- tuning in for the first time, tell us about that whole experience. You know, like obviously Kings didn't, didn't last through the playoffs. Like you and I would have wanted them to, but I think it was a, a crazy opportunity for you that kind of just happened all, all in one fell swoop with them making the playoffs. Yeah, no, it was actually a uh, pretty crazy. My, uh, what, one of my best friends, lifelong best friend, called me out of nowhere. Hey, I'm going game one. I don't care what the cost is. I haven't got a ticket yet, but I'm going. I'm going to buy these these shoes and I want a King's Custom. And I'm just like, okay, well, what do you want? And he was all like, just, I want a King's Custom and just make it pop. I was like, <laughs> okay. So as soon as he got him in, he rushed him over and I just kind of already knew what I wanted to do because I had a kind of I had a couple of days buffer in between to like kind of think about ideas and when I looked at it I was just like all right there's just some things I have to get on there and the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted the base the the entire base was the king statement jersey the the black uh it says sack across it and it has like a a certain design on on the on the background of the jersey, and I was all like, "I'm using that for the base." And then I was just like, "Man, I'm just gonna make this about the entire year," because the entire year was crazy. There was so many so many different milestones, records, uh, just you know, the forty wins, yeah. <laughs> you know, just exceeding all expectations of, of Kings fans, like all through California and worldwide, you know? So I, I knew I had to get all those milestones on there. Of course, like the beam, cause that just took over everything. Yep. yep. It took over everything. There is literally like maybe eight or nine, like the beam songs. <laughs> they're all, they're all different. And they're all awesome, but it just, it took over, man. And 
and my friend my friend wore them. I gave him a bunch of business cards, take to the game, and he passed them all out. He went to every cameraman, news anchor. He was all like, my boy did these. He was like, you got to check them out. And, and it just, it went wild, you know? Yep. A, a new, the, the news anchor who, uh, who I was on, uh, the segment with, she contacted me. Hey, I love the customs. I just saw the King's custom. You want to do a live segment? And I was, at first I was just like, oh, wow, like, this is great. <laughs> you know? And I hit my friend. I was like, I need your shoes. <laughs> like, you, you got to bring them back to me because this is what's going on. And he was super happy for me. He was like, yeah, yeah no problem, man. I got a bunch of other local people that I've done work for to get their shoes so I could have a couple with me. And, you know, she came over and showed them off and it, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, man, that was that was super dope to see. I was I was stoked for you just to like, you know, I feel like everybody you might not be from Sacramento or you know, you might not know the the station or whatever, but everybody knows that like local, like the true local morning news station, right? Like that's, that's who, who we're talking yeah. about here. And like, I feel like every town and every city has that where it's like, you know, there's like the people that like do the news that are like, you know, super tied into like all the big news you know, channels and organizations and it's very kind of cookie cutter and like very like yeah. almost like pre-programmed, right? They don't have a lot of freedom to do much interesting stuff locally. And this is yeah. like the exact opposite yeah, of that. Bro. It's like the, the, like they're going to find you if you're in Sacramento and, and you're doing cool shit, they're going to find you. And they did, you know, like it was super oh, yeah. dope. And to me, like as a, you know, texting you about it before it was happening, I was just like, like it's it's like one part of me is like yeah it's about damn time you know and then part of me is like yeah this is this is perfect right like going into the playoffs you know and yeah. I think too like you know it's it's really interesting to to be a Kings fan you know and like I think people can relate to the you know whether you love the Kings hate the Kings whatever like it's one of those situations where when you have a drought for so long and when you're coming off of you know, like the last time we were really seriously in the playoffs, we had one of the best teams in the league. Like, you know, with the yeah. exception of like, what was it? Oh, seven or whatever, where we kind of had a, a, a little bit of a fluke season, yeah, in my oh, opinion. Oh, right. Six, oh, but like prior to yeah. that is like 2002, 2003, 2004, you know, we 2001, like there's like a four or five year run there where you had, you know, Jason Williams, Weber, Bibby and Weber, Vladi, Peja, like the Kings, right? The the Kings team that that everyone that watches basketball. And then we just kind of fell off really hard. Obviously with Kevin Martin, you know, in that like 07, 08 era, we had like a team that made the playoffs, but it wasn't, there was no, we all knew there was no chance deep down, I think. And yeah. then we had all of this stuff around like the, the team leaving Sacramento and moving to Seattle or potentially Vegas, like all the BS that we've been through as fans. And like, maybe you can't relate to that. You know, if you're a fan of one of the like staple, you know, Lakers, Knicks, Bulls type of teams, but like every other team yeah. for the most part has had those like long stretches of really struggling. And it just, it, it like, it sounds 
you know, touche or cliche to say it or pun, but like it lit up the city. Like it, it changed this team this year changed everything about it. And it's just so cool to see you get that opportunity. You know, like I'm sure like, you know, I, I didn't even think about like, the fact that you're saying like, you know, you don't have your, it's not like you're making customs to just sit on them and let them sit in the closet. Right. You're making customs for people. So how do you showcase your work when it's all been handed off to the buyers? Right. It's not like you're like, I'm going to make this just to like put it on the wall. It's like, no, I'm going to make this to sell so I could do the next one and keep this going, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I had, I had just sent out like two pairs that were just really really cool and i was just like man i wish i had those to show <laughs> yeah. off but you know that's that's just how it is and hopefully next time it'll i'll be able to do a different custom for yeah them. man so I, i'm i'm looking forward to um you know we've been talking about tahoe for a long time and i think you probably got some some cool stuff in the works to talk about um if you don't know, there's a, I forget what it is called, but it's like the amateur celebrity, amateur pro-am that happens up at Tahoe. Yeah. Um, if you're from Northern California, it's, it's been a thing for a long time, right? Like it's, it's like 49ers football in Rockland and training camp at Sierra college type levels of like every kid goes yeah. to it at some point in their life. And, you know, I probably, I haven't, I've been like twice, but like when I was like 12, 13 years old, you know, like you kind of move away from it, but yeah. like it's, it's the, it's the celebrity pro-am golf tournament that you see every year with, I mean, you name it, right? Any, any athlete that plays golf at a, at a decently decent level yeah. is there, you know, you've always got the, like the Bill Murray's or, you know, like the Michael Jordan, you know, would show up for years and years, right? Yeah. Jerry Rice. Rice, Like, so let's talk about what you got in the works for that. What I know you, you probably don't want to give away at all, but um, I want to build up some hype for this because I I, I want to get some people up there this year. Yeah. Yeah, No, uh, last year was my first year and it was awesome. It was my first golf event and I just want it to stand out. So I got me a pair of all white Air Jordan one low golf shoes and I painted them and dyed them like big bird yellow just so I could stand out. I mean, I'm a big guy. I wear a size 16 shoe. So I was just like, all right, they're going to notice my shoes. And I bought my tickets way in advance went out there and I spent the entire day just walking around, handing out business cards, talking with athletes. I was able to talk with Marshall Falk and I was able to, uh, I was able to meet with the Eastside golf guys because they were there hanging out with uh, CC Sabathia, you know, the Jordan brand connect and everything. So it was, it was awesome. And I was just like, all right, from now on, I'm, I'm going like one, it's, it's a great event and the golf course is like awesome. It's right off the lake in Lake Tahoe. And there's like, there's no bad views anywhere, yeah. you know? And, and you, you get there on certain days, you're able to talk and kind of BS with the athletes and the actors and the, 
and the different correspondence and everything. And it just, it was a good, it was cool. You know, I like it and I'm going to go again this year and I got a couple of things planned for it, you know, <laughs> some type of big raffle, you know, that I'm going to lay out later, later on, on my, on my Instagram. But yeah, no, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be big this year. So it's, it, it happens. Uh, I wanted to get ahead of this. That's why I'm like, there's a couple of things that I wanted to have Mario come on and talk about. One is this, this event uh, runs like probably like 12th or 13th through the 16th of July. Right. So if you're not from yeah, around, yeah, yeah, around yeah, here, Tahoe is like, yeah, like the Valley, California is, is super hot in, in the middle of July. Like Sacramento will be in the upper nineties for sure. But Tahoe will be like oh, yeah. 75 with like a cool breeze coming off the lake. It's, oh, yeah. it's it insane. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's just a cool, like kind of, um, yeah, just a cool vibe. It's always been really chill. I know it's gotten a little like busier over, over the last like four or five years, especially, but, um, or I guess maybe 10 years. Yeah. But I think the other thing about it is like, we're probably going to do like some sort of like sneaker history community meetup up there. Um, you know, try to get together and, you know, there's plenty of golf shoes that have been coming out. Mario's been doing custom. So like, I'm, I'm sure we can all show out a little bit. Um, but we'll get the details in the discord in the next few weeks. So we have about a month or so to plan it out. And, um, but yeah, like I, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to as well. Um, just seeing, seeing what you do up there and, and, you know, like just enjoying connecting with everybody again. So, but the, uh, the, the other honest. thing I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about is uh, if you don't know, like Mario does like full on restorations, customs like the works, right? Like basically we'll save a shoe from from, you know, instant, you know, from like basically the perils of like the dumpster and turn it into something that you'd be happy to wear. So I actually bought a like actually a handful, four pairs of shoes um, off of eBay recently. I text Mario and said, Hey, I, I don't know what these look like, but there's two pairs out of these four that like I've been wanting for a really long time. The guy didn't want much for them. I text Mario and said, what do you think? Can, can you, can you make some magic happen with these? He's like, no problem. So I of course offered the guy about 10 or $20 less than what he was asking for. And uh, he accepted. So they just showed up recently and I'm going to probably create a separate video for this on the YouTube channel, but I wanted to talk to Mario about it and, and kind of introduce that aspect of it because one, I want to, I wanted to like have you kind of explain like how this process works from, you know, like I think people, they don't realize like how much it costs to do this stuff for one. And they don't realize how much time goes into things, especially sourcing other shoes if you need to do some sort of sole swap or, or a full-on like restoration job so you mentioned you know buying stuff off of ebay which obviously is a lot you know most of us land on ebay for the for the used stuff specifically but like i think for you you're basically you're kind of it's probably got to be hard for you to find stuff in your size but i guess share that story you were just talking about with me before we hit record around those Jordan ones that you picked up and, and like the process of like going through that and the timeline that it takes. And then I think talk about how that plays into like how, if somebody hits you up and is like, Hey, can you do this restoration for me? 
the process of like acquiring the right pieces to get it all done. Cause that's gotta be a total, yeah. I mean, I, it, it makes me like I'm getting anxiety just thinking about all the stress that would go along with that, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, it, it, it just depends on like, it depends on the customer. If they're just like, Oh, Hey, I have this limit. I'm willing to spend on a donor for like a midsole swap or anything like that. It's just like, okay. So I'm, I try to tell them, all right, do the leg work. I'll help you out when I can. I'll try to find it for you and we'll meet somewhere in the middle. And sometimes it just takes forever to find the right size that is going to, match up perfectly to where it's just like, all right, I can just take this off. I don't have to dremel it down. I don't have to cut anything off. It, it snapped together like a puzzle, you know? But then there's times where it's just like, all right, this is all I can find and you're not finding anything. So we got to make this work. And it's a little bit over what your limit is, but it's either don't get the donor and keep it pushing or let's out. I'll, I'll make it work, you know, but it just, sometimes it takes a long time. Yeah. You know? It takes a long time and it, it, it could be other things of like, Oh, Hey, I need this paint match and color matching is not a quick thing to do. It's just not, Oh, Hey, I have, I have this Katrina three, this air direct Katrina three. It's not just like a fire red. Yeah. Okay. There's a little bit of of metallic like like flakes in the midsole paint. So it's just like okay, I gotta find the right shade. I gotta find the right metallic flakes to use. It it can get time consuming, but it's it's fun. You know, it's awesome, and I love it. I love doing it. Do you? So that makes me think like. With the, you know, if we're thinking of like Nikes and Jordans, I don't think people realize like that the the colors, I mean, and maybe you could answer this. It seems like there's probably some standard colors, right? Like, you know, fire red, cement gray, all those like, hey, these show up on a lot of different shoes. But I'm assuming there's still a lot of variation from like, shoe to shoe or era to era, right? Where you're like, you know, right. like, I guess like, I, I didn't even think about that, to be honest. Like, I, I think a lot about the midsoles and like, you know, how, how, like the risk of, hey, if I'm going to have you do a restoration, yeah, it might be more expensive to source a new midsole and, you know, kind of do the whole, go, go the extra mile, I guess. But like, is it worth yeah taking the risk of, of having you like fix it up and still take the chance on an old midsole that has a chance to crumble or crack or, you know, like show the aging and all that stuff. So it's, it's definitely one of those things that I think about, but like with the colors, are you, man, like, I didn't even think about that. I don't know. Like, are you able to like basically just work through and, and like, 
I'm sure at this point you've done enough restorations where you're like, Oh, I've, I've kind of got the formula down for these colors and these, you know, standard ones that we've done and seen, but like, how often are those colors off? Like from, from what people think they are. Uh, that, that's the thing. It, it changes even with retros re re-releases. So all the, like say all the black cement threes, all of them have a different finish. Like the last four that have released, some are matte. Some yeah. have a high gloss. Some have a semi gloss. Like like they like things like that. But with with certain colors, like especially with older models, you have to take in. Okay, the shoe has aged. On top of oh hey now you have to paint match it, so it's just like all right you're trying to paint match something that is sun dyed on top of oh hey this shoe is 20 years old yep and it's just like okay like you you have to grab whatever image you can find of like a dead stock pair and it's just like all right i have to mirror that but then make it look to where it's not like fully like brand new repainted on what you're painting on yeah you know it's you have to give it an aged look because of course it's a 20 year old shoe but then you still want it to look brand new it, it, it's kind of weird yeah. like that but but with certain colors it's just it's it's team red it's varsity red it's pro red it's red yeah. like, like like you you learn you learn your shades and your tones and different things like that. It, it helps out a lot. I was when, when I first started, I didn't know anything and I was just like, okay, like, what do I do? Like, where do I go? How do I find this information? And then just picking up things from people I've watched or read or looked at different magazines. And it's just like, okay, well, this is this like, uh, M Joe 23 yeah, Dan. Yeah. He's somewhat local. I think he's yeah, Stockton. Yep. I think he's out in Stockton. But his comparison videos helped me out so much in the beginning, especially with the Black Cement 3s with the different finishes. And it just, like, watching that stuff helped me out yep. so much. And and now I can kind of, I've done so many, I've done so many repaints. I've done so many color matching to where it's not really that hard for me anymore. But every once in a while, I get tripped up, and it's just like, all right, I just spent like an entire day learning how to do a single color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but it's fun. But it's yeah, fun. Man. You know? Well, yeah, Marvin's been on the show um, definitely once, maybe twice, and uh, I did a, I did yeah, an episode yeah. of, of his like when he was doing the interview series. Um, I was on his uh, Instagram's MJO twenty three Dan, but yeah, like I, I say this all the time, but I. I am like, I'm jealous that like people have the time and energy and attention to detail to be able to do those things because I just can't like my brain just hits like a limit. It's like bouncing off a rev limiter or something, you know, like I can't, I, I can't yeah. get that deep into it. And I love seeing it and I love knowing the difference between them because 
you know, you could probably tell, tell the audience a lot about the difference in quality from year to year to year where like, I tend to just default to like, Oh, that's a shoe that I like. I, you know, I don't want to say I don't care about the quality, but like, if it's something I really want, I just am like, man, I'm just going to get it and hope that it's not terrible. Right. And sometimes you get it and it's so terrible. The, you know, the Nike air up vac tech that they did in 2013 or whatever. I wanted that shoe so badly as a kid, they finally brought it back. And then they did this like crazy, like no stitch kind of vacuum tech upper and got them on sale because nobody was buying them. You know, this is the Orlando colorway. So Penny wore it and it was like, Oh, this is so dope. Yeah. And, uh, I wore that shoe for like a day, two days at most. And it hurt my feet so bad that I put them on eBay and was like, I'm done with them. I don't even want to wear them again. It was so frustrating, (laughs) but yeah, to like, to be able to like, like, I think it's, it's like what you do, the, the details of what like Marvin does, like, I think it's insane. I love you guys both, but like it, I, I cannot like, like the amount of frustration I would have to go through to get from point A to point B, the way you do with your work is like, it's mind blowing to me. I could do a lot of things, but like, that's one thing that like, I just don't have the patience or the attention to detail to like, you know, and, and I'm sure like there's things that you do that don't, that I can't even think of, but I like the first thing that came to mind is like, like painting a car to me is like, I'm so impatient that I'm not like when I've done it in the past, like I'm not putting in all the effort to get it perfect the way you're supposed to. And it always shows in the end where it's like, yeah. damn, I should have just been patient and did the work and do it right. Yeah. But yeah. that reminds yeah. me, you know, like it just reminded me of all that and thinking like you probably like have some, you probably have some models and some, and some colorways that you're like, you know, yeah, that, that one's just not it for me. Like, what are your favorite shoes to work on as like, I guess like in two ways, like what's your favorite kind of shoe to customize? And then what's your favorite shoe to like, where you're like the restoration aspect of it, where you're like, Oh, I've brought this back to a point where somebody's going to wear it proudly. Yeah. Uh, I would say with, with restoration, like, you can a, anyone could clean a leather shoe. A, any anyone could clean a leather shoe. You really show your bars on a suede shoe. It it could be old. It could be dried out. It could be hard or crusty. Like bringing back a suede shoe. Like I don't I don't care the brand, the cost, anything at all. Silhouette doesn't matter like if you could bring back a good suede good suede not new buck not dirt buck suede if you could bring back some suede shoes to where you take you have that before and after and everyone is just like damn like he did that yep you know like i i love that i, I love i love restoring suede shoes Suede, suede shoes are just awesome to me. And with customizing, I love customizing ones. You know, it just, 
they're they're not of course they're an awesome shoe yeah you know so regardless if it's the highs lows mids golf shoes you know it just it's really easy to tape off it's really easy to if i need to remove a swoosh i'll remove a swoosh you know it it's really easy to kind of like plan out what you're going to do before it because there's so many different uh computer programs to where it's just like all right i'm going to throw this and procreate and i'm going to get my colors down and i'm going to see what works and doesn't work and i'll do that from time to time and i have a couple of people where it's just like hey what do you guys think and they'll just be like well i like that one i like this one we'll put that one with this and i i take their opinion in and it's just like all right well what can i do with it and then I just go about it. I was just like, all right, this came in together really good, really nice. But ones are ones are ones and Air Force Ones. They're just they're really easy to customize. Like everyone, if they want to get into customizing, should start with a one or an Air Force One. They're damn near identical, but it, they're just they're really easy to customize. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I think that's a uh... That, that like, I mean, I still have not, not an Air Force One or a Jordan One, but similarly, I have a pair of Dunks from like 2005 that I bought all white. And I was like, I'm just going to make a pair of customs. Of course, I never finished it. Nice. Like I said, I, this is this is not this is not my uh, my area of specialty nor area of any kind of proficiency. Yeah. I'm just it's not for me, but I still have them in, in the they're actually in storage right now. But. Um, I, oh, I, man. I, Might have <laughs> but, um, hey. I, it makes me think too, like, so like the, thinking about like customs do, how, how, how realistic is it for people to wear customs after you've made them? And like, can they expect them to, to last the same way they would expect like a brand new pair of shoes to last or, you know, what's that like? Cause I, I know like, I know customs are always one of those like back and forth things, right? Like some people yeah. love them. Some people hate them. Some people, you know, it's just like, it's, it's everything in sneakers somehow becomes like a pain point for someone. And like, they just want to hate it for no reason. Yeah. But I, I always think to myself, like if there is a reason to be like hesitant for a custom is like, if you wear it too much, then, you know, that becomes the problem, right? Like, is that the case? Are there things people can do? Can you still clean them up the way you clean up like your your normal shoes? What's that like for people? Uh, well, I mean, customs are going to last. My customs are going to last because I prep the hell out of the shoe. You can ask any customizer out there. The one key to a great, long-lasting custom is your prep. Going, going back to my my car example, yeah. right? Basically, like my laziness is, is the problem. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I, <laughs> exactly. If, if there, there's a difference between you, look, like taping off a shoe to, to, to customize. The only way the tape is going to leak through or the paint is going to leak through is if you rush your tape job around the entire shoe. If, if you take your time getting every little groove, little crevice, 
make sure the tape is down. You know, you're going to come out with crisp lines and minimal touch up, you know, and you can see that in people's work. But if you prep and you put the right top coat on the right finish, like you're not going to have to worry about, oh, man, my paint's going to chip or I'm not going to be able to wear this for a long time or anything like that. Of course, you're basically walking on a piece of art. So you do want to take that in and just be like, all right, this isn't an everyday beater shoe. Yeah. You know, so if you're just rocking it, you know, a handful of times or special occasions, hey, it's fine. It's going to last. If you're using it, you know, like I, I, I know customizers where they're doing it for pro athletes, for the my cause, my cleats and all that yep. stuff. And some some can last throughout the season and some come back for touch ups. And that's just what it is because it's really like strenuous, like wear yeah. and tear uh, on, on the paint job. But no, uh, if your prep is on point and you're making sure you're hitting every step along the way, there's going to be no problem. Like, oh man, my, my shoe's dirty. I got to clean it. Like, all right, no problem. Spray whatever on it. Like, it's going to be fine. You know, I've, I've made customs for myself. So, I know my customer's going to last. I, I don't have a problem with saying, yeah, no, it's going to last. Don't worry about it. You clean it. It's fine. Cause I've, I've had people ask me that. Well, can I wipe it down with warm water? <laughs> like, yeah, you can. <laughs> like, like, it's okay. It's not, it, it's not a magic eraser. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not going to just, just wipe away. Like it, it's on there forever. Yeah. You know, but there, there, there is, there is times where it's just like, hey, you know, be cautious. That, that That's why a lot of people will say, which I agree, never paint a sole. Never do an outsole. Never paint an outsole because it's a waste of paint. It's a waste yep. of time. Like, they're, the paint's going to crack. Like, there is nothing stopping the weight of your body, concrete, yep. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> scraping all that paint off like once or twice that you're wearing yeah, it, you know? Yeah, totally. But yeah, other than that, it, it's totally fine. So that's, that's good to know. I, I, you know, I, I've got a few, uh, I got a few ideas. I, I'm going to eventually get, get your way. So, um, but that, that actually makes me think yeah. too, like you've done some, like obviously some pretty intense customs, right? Like thinking of like the, the Jordan fours that you did, you know, like, doing like the, the patches on the tongue, the, you know, the removable patches, like adding details, you know, like thinking about like all of the things, like, you know, we've got people that make the, the tongue patches. You've got people that are making replacement heel tabs, you know, like, is there, do you think down the road we're going to see like, I mean, I know it wouldn't come from Nike, but like, it almost seems like we're to the point where there's probably a demand for, like just a a Jordan one outsole midsole sold separately almost like yeah yeah like repla- yeah that's what I was thinking like I, I know I'm talking about cars too much but yeah. like I keep thinking yeah. about cars thinking like 
you know, like there's a lot of like yeah. restoration yeah, yeah. parts that are like remanufactured, not remanufactured, but manufactured yeah. again for those people that are trying to to preserve their cars. The same thing probably could be happening for, you know, like you said, the, those starter starter shoes, right? The Jordan one, Air Force one, the dunks. Oh yeah, definitely. Do you think definitely. it's possible if, though that that so, actually okay. becomes a thing? Yeah, it no, that it it is, but one person isn't doing everything. It's kind of like all around. So right now, so like cars, like you look at eBay, Macari, Poshmark, they're like the pick and pool. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for for sneakers, you know. So, but if there was someone who would, who had all of the the tools and all the machines, if they can press midsoles for threes and fours and fives and sixes, you know, if they can make hill, well, hill tabs come and go, no problem. But it's just certain parts of a shoe, certain midsoles, certain outsoles. If there was someone who just made that all the time, it would be crazy because they would just lock down an entire sector <laughs> to where I think, I think Nike eventually Nike's going to do it. I can see that because there's too much money yeah. there. Yeah. There's way too much money to be had where it's just going to take them a long time. Just like everything else, you know, they're going to get someone who's going to watch this podcast like a couple years down the line and be like, Oh, Hey, I have this idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're hey, going to just send us some free outsole like, oh, midsole, oh. you know, just send us some Jordan one parts. We don't need, you know, like if you're listening you and, know, and you're the person a couple years is. from now that does that, just, just, you know, just be polite about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm waiting for the person to, to remake the air revolution for all the, the Yeezy midsole swaps because every Air Jordan 3 isn't yep. going to work on it. They're not going to work. They're they're too wide. So, like, the Air Revolution is the perfect midsole to swap on a Yeezy. And, like, just, just whenever that person comes around and just starts making things like that that are really hard to find, like, they're going to be able to charge whatever because... People are going to need it. They're going to want it. You know, a lot of every shoe with an air unit in it, they're going to need a midsole swap. Like down the line, sometimes it doesn't matter how well you store it. Yep. Like eventually it's just going to dry up. And you're, some, some people love it. You know, some people love just leave them on the, on the shelf or, above the fireplace, just letting them grow dust. That's cool. Some people like rocking their shoes. Yep. You know, I like rocking my shoes. I, I don't care how old they are. If I can, if I can replace the burst air unit with some EVA foam and re-glue it, that's what I'm going to do. You know, but I, I'm waiting for the day to someone to just be like, oh, hey, well, I make midsoles. I make heel tabs, you know, I make outsoles and that's going to be the guy or girl, 
to where it's just like, oh yeah, you 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 are the now the yeah. it of the sneaker restoration community. You know, totally. It's it's crazy to think about that too because I mean, you were saying Yeezys, but it's like I, I, you forget how long it's been since like the Yeezy One and the Yeezy Two from Nike came out, right? And all the other yeah. shoes that that come along that share similarities, but like not quite. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they could work. I think that's really interesting because there's so many that we think of that are, that are, you know, that could be like, there could be like a generic replacement midsole build that could absolutely fit dozens of different shoes from that, that same era, right? Not the easy yeah. era, but like the original, like revolution threes, you know, like all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I, I think that's kind of, kind of leads me into like the other thing I was going to ask you about, like sourcing that stuff. Like you also, we're also like kind of probably getting to the point where, you know, the more, like if you step outside of that comfort zone of like Jordan ones and dunks where like, you know, or air force ones, you know, like we know those shoes are getting reproduced every year in like massive amounts, yeah. but, but shoes that aren't those three, you know, think like the Jordan threes, fours, that, that kind of era, you know, like you said, all the way up to the sixes, you know, maybe even sevens where there's just like, it's, it's getting harder and harder to source things. I'm sure. But like, as a, like somebody who's looking for those old shoes for myself anyway, a lot of times it's hard to find stuff now, but you know, when, when you're trying to, to like come up with the pieces to put together these restorations, how, you know, like what, what, what are some of the challenges that you run into with it? Like you mentioned the, the, the delays and the authentication stuff with eBay. I think that's really interesting. And I'm, I'm sure that people don't even think about that when they're hitting you up to do a, a restoration. Yeah, no, it, uh, man, <laughs> when, especially if, if, if you're on a deadline, and you're you're trying to find a certain shoe because you need the midsole or you need the 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 heel tab or you need the tongue or you need the outsole. Like if you're trying to find it, and it's just like, all right, it's over a hundred bucks. So immediately it's going through authentication. So it's just like, all right, well, I need this to move fast, but it's not gonna move fast because eBay and GOAT just take forever <laughs> and it just it's hell just to get it from authenticator to buyer. And I here, here's an idea. Goat, eBay, whoever the hell else. Have if you're if you're buying from one state, have the authenticator in that state. <laughs> you know where the shoes are going to. Okay? You know where they're going to. eBay. I just bought a pair of shoes. My authenticator was in Vegas. Yeah, it's not too far. It's a couple states over. Whatever. Not the point. I imagine there's a bunch of authenticators in the Bay Area or in Southern California that could have got them, checked them out, did the sniff <laughs> test, you know, and got them back to me really fast. But no, I, I, I waited damn near a month for some golf shoes. Luckily, I don't need them right now. They're for a personal custom that I'm going to do for the golf tournament. But it's just like th things like that can really throw a wrench in what you're trying to do. 
but finding certain pairs for older shoes, luckily, Jordan Brand is trying to pull a mind trick on everyone by throwing out these really bad Jordan Brand like like sneakers, like the Flight 91, the Flight 45. You know, there's one that's really bad that's going to come out. It, oh God, I don't know the name of it, but it has like the Ripple Hill from the eights, has the the six uh, outsole, and just, it has a bunch of stuff on it. It's just like, all right, I see shoes like that all the time. Uh, and like different polls on Twitter, like, oh, what's this shoe say? Like, it's great for donor parts. That's what it says. <laughs> and, and it's just like, like, I appreciate Jordan Brand for putting out crap like this because it's parts that I need. So I appreciate it. And sometimes they come in like different colors. It's just like, oh, wow, that could be a dope custom. You know, yep. if I just take that midsole, outsole, take that tongue or take that heel tab, you know, that that's really cool. But otherwise, it's just like, yeah, no, no one's wearing that. Like, that's going to your outlet, and then it's going to your clearance. And then after that, I don't know what the hell happens to it. Yeah. You know I, You know what's funny is, like, they do that. They've done that so many times, right? Like, I, I when it comes to Jordans, I love the new stuff. Like, I, if it's new, no retro involved, like, I'm a big fan of a lot of the stuff that they do. Like, they've done some really interesting stuff. And then I'm like full on retro, everything in between. That's like a combination of retros. I'm just, it's never entertaining to me. I have no interest in it. Like, you know, even back to like, I know people like the Spizike and the Dub Zero, but like those shoes to me are just, they're terrible. I don't like them at all. Probably because like, like my nostalgia for all the OG Jordan stuff just hits the brick wall of like, this just looks like something that was sold you know, on a fake site in the early 2000s, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's really yeah. interesting because like... And, and that's the thing. Go ahead. Oh, no, go, go ahead. I was going to say, go, it's go. interesting because I, I forget what the one that just came out. Is it the, the Delta 40 or something like that? Like one of the ones that, that that came out just recently actually sold really well. And it was the first color, yeah. so it was probably limited and, and like other colorways are sitting. But, you know, it's like sale and black. And then there was like an, a sale and gray. And like they're going to do like a, a royal black and royal version of it. And it's kind of like running shoe vibes. It's got a little bit of like Jordan one look, but it's got like obviously some other features from, you know, I think the, there's a little bit of fives on there and it's unique materials. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, maybe it's a formula 40 or formula 23 or something. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, something, it's, something like it's, that. Yeah. I, I, it's not a, it's not a bad looking shoe. If I've never seen ret- like the original Jordans, I probably like that shoe. But like for me personally, like I see it and I just see like this kind of like hack job of a shoe. And I don't mean it's not a hack job because I know like the work that goes into designing the shoe and the work. A lot of that stuff is oh, is like sure. actually crazy comfortable, too, because they put, you know, you're getting an older style shoe or an older aesthetic of a shoe with like modern cushioning and like maybe that maybe that's like a good combination for some people but yeah it it is really interesting and like i never really think about like that's actually probably you know behind the scenes that's probably one of the reasons that they're dropping so many of those shoes is for the customizers 
yeah. like you customizing yeah. shoes actually helps them marketing, you know, like as much as like, it's great for you to be on, you know, good day Sacramento and, and talk about what you do. Like they're still like getting shine from you customizing Jordans at the end of the day. So like, I'm sure they're like, yeah, let's just keep making these like weird hybrid mo- models and people <laughs> cut them up to restore the re- the regular Jordans. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I, I, I love it. You know, I, I love seeing different, I love seeing just different things where it's just like, man, that would look crappy on an original pair or a retro, but on a custom, like that really works. You know, there, there's, uh, there's like glow in the dark, like Air Jordan three soles for like a spizike, or it's just like, all right, I would hate it if it was on a retro, <laughs> but for this custom, it works great, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know, different, different things like that. And Hey, like, Dub Zeros, not a fan. Was never a fan. The first couple of Spizikes, the white, the white pair and the black pair. When those came out, it was just like it would. It was something that we haven't seen before, and the colorways just hit, and that's where it was just like, oh, those are dope. Yeah. But now they're like they're damn near the SpongeBob Elevens. <laughs> Well, and and that's the problem. Like, it's like, I feel like Nike and Jordan see a little bit of profit and they're like, just run with it. You know, like we talk about this on the show a lot, right? It's the, you know, depending on when and and how into sneakers you are, it's the, it's the Spiz Ice, the Dub Zeros, the the Retros, honestly, from, from, you know, like 2006 Air Jordan 14s and, and, you know, honestly, 2006, 2007 quality across Jordan brand was just like really poor and they just were making money, making, you know, printing money and they do that all the time. And it's just a part of, it's a part of things for them now, you know, like the, was the react, the element reacts, right? Like first two pairs, like sell out like crazy, the shoe pops off. And then next thing you know, there's like 150 colorways over the next 18 months. And it's just like, yeah. whoa, man, like, and I think that shoe looks dope. It, I, it wasn't comfortable to me. Like I, I actually returned my pair because it like, like I put it on and it was like one of those shoes where it just cuts into your like upper ankle or whatever. And I was like, man, eh, it's not worth it yeah. for me, yeah. but I think it looks super dope. <laughs> like I wanted the pair so bad when they first came out. Cause like, oh, this is different and it's react cushioning, but yeah, it's, it's uh, a, yeah. It's a, I'm sure like working for, I wouldn't want to work for, you know, not, nothing against any of the brands, but I just wouldn't want to work for Jordan or Nike when they've got to deal with like all the people that want nostalgia and all the people that are telling them to make new product and how difficult that is to like yeah. maximize yeah. profits before you just like have, you know, the hash wall full of all these shoes at the end of the day. But um, yeah, well, so or about up on time, I think, but I, I wanted to ask, you know, what else is in the works from you? What you're excited about that's coming down the line? And uh, obviously make sure that oh, you get, get some time to to tell the folks how to how to find you. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, God. Uh, I got a couple of things working for the for the golf tournament in Tahoe. I'm in talks with an athlete to do a pair and we're just kind of getting ideas to see what we're going to do 
Um, I'm going to do a pair for myself, you know, so I can go out and mingle with the people and try to drum up some business for myself. I'm going to have some business cards made so I can get that out there. And I'm going to do a free giveaway with that. I haven't got all the details done yet, but once I do, I'm going to put it on all my accounts and, and whoever sees me out there and they get a card, it's going to be a thing where it might be like a, a, a color changing thing. So if you're one of the lucky two that get a card where it changes colors, then you're going to end up with a free custom. Nice. You know, but, right. uh, other than that, just, I'm just going to keep on pushing, man. I got a, I'm in talks to do a, a, a Oregon duck custom where I think it'll, it'll, it'll make some noise. You know? Nice. Nice. But other than that, just, I keep on challenging myself with everything that I do. I want to, I want to be able to do portraits. So I'm, I'm learning and working and practicing and watching how to do portraits because I just, I think it's really cool when someone could just put so much time and detail and their own emotion into a piece on a shoe to where it's just like, damn, this person has burst out in tears from just seeing, you know, the, this image on the shoe. I think that's really cool. So, uh, working on that, I'm still working on learning how to sew. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. So I can, I can nice, nice. I do a couple of crazy projects that I want to do. And that I've talked to our discord members, Gregatron and, and Dalton about, you know, I'm, I, you, one day I'm going to do it because I just love how they were. The Jeremy Scott inspired Winnie the Pooh ones <laughs> for myself. It's going to happen. You know, nice, nice. so I'm just learning how to, how to sew so I can make, I, I can make that dream a reality. But, you know, just other than that, just, just grow, you know, and hopefully down the line, you know, we could, get something going to where I'm talking to other restorers and customizers, you know, on this channel. Maybe. Yeah, man, let's do we'll it. See. Yeah, we, we got to, Hey, if, you know? if you're, if you're a customizer or a restorer, you know, like even if you just start now cleaning, you know, like hit us up, let's figure out how to do this. Like we definitely can, can make some room to have these conversations and, and support, you know, the, the next generation of, customizers because i think that's what i was going to say too you kind of you kind of alluded to it with the portraits and the emotion that that kind of can be conveyed on these custom shoes that you know people don't realize how how like they've become the vessel for so many stories the shoes carry those stories in so many ways and yeah we see like the the like marketing and the manufactured stories from the brands and like those are important, but like we all have personal stories, which yeah, you know, <laughs> but like we all have personal stories that will like really get to us and, and really make us feel something. Yeah. And I think that's like, really, it's beautiful that you've been able to kind of like be working on yourself and your stuff and your craft 
as all of this has grown too, because, you know, it, it, I feel like, and this is not a dist to anybody that customizes shoes, but like, I feel like for a little while there, all the customs that were coming out felt very like commercial and very transactional where it was like, I get that that's a, yeah. a thing, right? Like everybody's got to earn a living. And honestly, like for you, if somebody came along and is like, Hey, we're a big brand. Here's the bag. I'm going to be like applauding in the background, you know, like get your money, make those <laughs> customs, like, you know, whatever that is, you know, I think yeah. it's, it, it, the brands do it on a huge level, right? The, Haritos Nike SBs are a perfect example of, of like, you know, they're really making just a custom at like a manufacturer level in a sense with that. And I think that's yeah. like such oh, yeah. a beautiful Definitely. thing to see all of that kind of come together and, and also kind of like come like back to almost like the roots of like why people wanted to customize shoes in the beginning. Right. They wanted it to be different. They wanted it to be unique and theirs. And, you know, like you had that portrait element to, to creating that. And like, now it's like, damn, not only is it my shoe, but it's like my story. It's, it's, it's my family. It's my friends. It's, it's this thing that I'm passionate about, you know, and that to me is super dope. So, um, but yeah, man, it's always good to catch up with you. I, I, I love talking to you, oh, man. man. Got to grab awesome. a burrito the next time I'm back in Sacramento for sure. And, you know, yeah, make sure right. you let everybody know <laughs> where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Mario underscore restores on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok. My email is Mario restores at yahoo.com. I'm, I'm open for questions. You know, anyone has a question on customs or restorations. I'm here to help. If you need it, all you got to do is ask. Right on, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being who you are and, uh, for coming on and chatting with me and, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully I'll see you this weekend in the, in the discord. So thanks. Oh, definitely. Thanks everybody for tuning in, watching, listening, wherever you're at, uh, make sure you hit subscribe, give us a like, a follow all those things that we do when we're asking for support on the internet. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.